Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the Fermerlo Show here on Blog Talk Radio. Well, I'm your host, Merlo. What's good? What's good? I'm so excited tonight. Tonight we are going to have a conversation with the group called The Hire. Yes, that's what's up. And we're doing our special promotion that started out to, uh, tonight is actually the first night of the promotion from DFE entertainment slash music slash radio just every fucking thing that's under the sun yes so we're excited tonight is the jump off because we are turned up tonight so if you are out there and you're listening if you want to join in the conversation make sure you just tune in the guest call in number is 310-807-5105 as well as we are on the web live and broadcasting i don't know if the chat room is open we'll get to that in a second but you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash F-O-M-E-R-L-O-T, and you shall see the broadcast live. 
So that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Mr. Two Bipolar, what's going on, sir? How are you? I'm doing good, and the chat room is open. <laughs> um, we sh- I should have known. I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, kind sir? I'm doing okay. What's up? That's good. That's good. I, I hope you're ready for tonight, sir, because the switchboard about to be lit the fuck up. Here on this holiday season Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready Oh, you stop us Alright, go ahead and eat <laughs> that sweet vanilla sky That we have waiting patiently We we had her wait in like 15 minutes The last show So we can't do it to her this time mm-hmm, That's right sky, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Never keep me waiting It isn't a good thing <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> How are you, fine lady? How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good. It's been a crazy week, very emotional week, ups, downs, all over the places, but I'm at a good point right now, and that's all that matters, so I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm glad that you're good because, you know, next week starts our Spreaker show, so, you know, you got to be ready and on fire. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you say no, so. just joking. Just joking. Just joking. <laughs> but it does start the next week, and I'm excited to get that launched and on the path. So I'm just, it's just so much going on. We got a lot of shout-outs to do tonight. We got a lot of things to cover and some more, some more real shit that we're going to talk about. But before we go any further, did you have anything that you wanted to say real quick, Miss Vanilla? No. Um, okay, great. Was I supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think about that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. All right. So later. That's that's later, good. I do. I know you do. All right. Well, so, I definitely uh, have something. <laughs> I well, no one was asking you, though, so. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I always know you want to hear this one. Aren't you supposed me. to be on mute, producer? What's going on? <laughs> whatever. Whatever. You hey, let me help him. Let me help him. You. Okay, I'm just kidding. You can come back on. Oh. <laughs> I well, love you, Now tonight. I accidentally <laughs> hang up on her. You keep it out. No. <laughs> oh, I know how to no. do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I give y'all too many, too many privileges. Uh-uh, we got to yeah, do something. Yeah. <laughs> hang up on folks. So, no, uh, no, I have to tell you guys what was in the news. I'm really excited. Wait, wait, well, wait. not that wait, excited. Wait. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay, but before we go any further, we want Miss Vanilla Sky. Go ahead and give the general house rules. No building houses, no building kitchens, no loud screaming children, no hooping and hollering, no taking a shit or piss. When you're not being spoken to, keep your phone on mute. I, I think she made that clear. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll see All if right. that works. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mr. Two Bipolar, go ahead and give your reporting gossip slash news slash whatever the fuck. Well, <laughs> I watched the news today, and the NBC News, actually, you know how they do, like, these investigations? And um, they did it at um, neighborhood, like, or big retailers like Victoria's Secret and um, Bloomingdale's and a couple of other ones. Okay, and Walmart, mm-hmm. and Gap as well. So, ma- make a long story short, 
that they were basically taking back um, used underwear. That over the what? counter. <laughs> okay, so uh, wait, wait, hold it, wait. Okay, like so say you know a how customer returns. <laughs> yeah, like say I'm a customer. See, this is what they did. They actually, uh, the news investigators actually took off the tags and put dots on the tag so that they would know that those were the underwears that they returned. So, Victoria's Secrets and um, Walmart and Marshalls all got caught this time um, Mm. for basically taking these underwear and putting it back on the shelf. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) stop, stop, stop. So you're telling me that the people are taking and buying the panty and they're taking the panty home and then they're bringing the panty back after they've used the goddamn panties. You know, mm-hmm. people do some trifling ass shit. I just have to say it, you know, how and you know how they do with they, they shoes and they leave the tags on and the shirts so and the caps and stuff and they take the shit back. So you mean to tell me they were reselling the dirty ass panties that somebody uh-huh. had on their cooch cooch and and reselling them. This is the bad part no, that they had them on camera. They didn't know it, but a lot of these people that were working over the counter were putting the tags back on the stuff as they were returning it and putting it right back on the shelf like it was putting no the problem. Putting the tag back on it. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I'm about Someone needs to tell Sweetbread right she shops there all the time. Victoria's Secret. Oh. <laughs> and then the bad part about this is they did this that like four does. years ago in 2010, <laughs> and they busted all of them, and and they came back oh. four years later this year, and they actually uh. caught them again. So it makes no sense to me after you done and and only three or four of them passed. Yuck. It's just nasty. Oh, where the so, hell do you hear this shit? First of all, where did you hear watching that? Watching the news. Watching oh my news. god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so they suggested that if you are going to buy any underwear, that you ask them. NBC News suggested this that you ask them for the underwear from the back, so you know that. Basically, it hasn't been used or whatever. But in that case, you really don't kind of know because you don't know where it's no. coming from. Um, so I guess the only way you could know is if it was already, you know, in a package or something like that. Oh, Lord. I just sent a tweet out selling dirty panties. <laughs> Unbelievable. So that's Unbelievable. That's, that's nah. that clearance rack. That's that oh. clearance rack in Walmart, and they be taping the yeah, bags. Yeah, that is so that's what that's nasty. That's gross. Oh. That is nasty. So that's oh, what's been going no. on in the news front. As far as celebrity oh. gossip, I do have one. Give us some um, gossip. Well, um, Little Kim's baby father, Mr. Papers, right? <laughs> we go. That's his supposed to be like this rapper. Okay, he supposedly. recently they broke up. Okay, supposedly. <laughs> and guess who he hits up on Instagram? Nicki Minaj. Ooh. Oh, 
the fetter booty, and you know, even though it ain't right, but it, it's fake. But that's you okay. Leave, she got the fetter that. booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she paid for that shit, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, that bitch got money. Oh, Go ahead. Man. Now, K. Michelle and Nicki Minaj, I mean, K. Michelle and Lil' Kim got into it recently because Lil' Kim tweeted basically that Kim, um, Nicki Minaj was like the king, the queen of rap on Twitter. So, basically, it got real nasty where, where K. Michelle was like, look, I'm not going, you know, argue with no no woman. She didn't say bitch. <laughs> But she said, I'm not going to argue with no woman that went platinum on, on PayPal. Now, Wait so, a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute now. People make a great living off of PayPal as long as they're doing right, the right fucking right. thing. Okay, and let's we remember, like, Lil' Kim made about, I think, like, a couple million dollars off her last mixtape off of PayPal. So I don't know where she coming mm-hmm. off with that. And then, first of all, how you going to be popping off on somebody and you ain't even gone platinum yet yourself? How about that? So, <laughs> now, wait, so, but wait, this wait, is the wait, coffin. Wait, 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 wait. That was one of these moments. Blast your ass! <laughs> Son of a bitch. Go ahead. This was the nail in the coffin right here. So, Lord Kim comes back. And she says, I wasn't going to talk about this pathological lying bitch. But <clears throat> she she also called her a, pe- a peasant and a couple of other things, a Prozac popping bitch. And she went all the way in. So mm. um, K. Michelle <sighs> came back and said, listen, how about you hit me back when you get your original face back? Ooh. Uh, so I thought that was the nail in the coffin right there. <laughs> you can't really come back from that one. <laughs> Not a lot. You can really right. combat with that. <laughs> All right. Hold on, y'all. Here we go. Hold on. Hold Lord, that thought a second. Here it comes. Here it comes. Motherfucking D's. You ain't shit. You ain't never gonna be shit. Because you are shit. <laughs> I never and then he got I all the it. damn police in the background. Can I do it next time? <laughs> Absolutely. Siren. Mike, what? Like Say what's up. Fuck you. I live in the ghetto. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, good with you, brother? I don't know. I'm just going through this nonsense, I guess. Okay. So what did you have shit. to say, real quick? We got we got to get the show moving. Let's go. They didn't talk all this you. damn time. I know, and I ain't say shit. We're going to have to renegotiate my contract because this is some bullshit. It's a good thing. You know what? You know what? I'm putting you on notice. I'm looking for you. You see what I'm saying? 
Oh, you can <laughs> call me. I'll text you my address. I got you, bro. Hey, anytime you see a big black nigga, it might text you. I will meet you outside. <laughs> oh, hey, two thousand minutes. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, go ahead and well, say what you got to say. Okay. I got nothing to say. This is the next segment on the show. This is okay. too much. Good, good, good. So just go ahead and mute your phone since you're not going to sit. Because you got too much shit going on. We ain't got time for that shit tonight. We got 50 people on the switchboard. We can't hey, do all this. flipping pots and pans in the background. Oh. <laughs> Nigga, that was a cup yeah. of ice. Calm down. Cup of ice. <laughs> Who the fuck is on the show tonight? That's what I want to know. Can, can, can you wait a second and shut oh, well, the fuck hold on. up? I do have man. something to say. I do have something to say. Oh, God. Here we go. What? Really? I just want to know, did anybody catch that J. Cole performance? Or was I the only one? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, cut, because that's coming up later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. What? Keep it moving. What about the, what about the Kendrick we'll Lamar performance? No, cut, cut. We'll talk about that later. That is coming up later. But I want to talk about that now. No, I've seen that shit. No, sorry. Oh my goodness, no we just got 10 more people that joined on the chat room. I mean, on the switchboard. So y'all got to cut this shit up. Okay, yeah, Mike, like... you got to wait a second. <laughs> uh, hey, oh my goodness. Everybody want to hear the guest tonight. They don't want to hear Mike D's nuts. Right. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh, Who's our guest you, tonight, Rolo? It's all good. All right. Okay. So, um,. This is what we want to do now. Um, so I guess everybody's getting excited for the guest. So we're going to stop our little chitter chat and we're going to pick it back in a few seconds. But before we uh, bring our guest on tonight, we actually have a special guest that's on the air, and it brings me so much pleasure to bring this gentleman on the air tonight. This gentleman is is uh, let's see how can I? I don't even know how to give a formal fucking introduction. Unbelievable! My mouth's so damn ratchet. And how long but, have uh, we been doing it? You know what? <laughs> Shut your box. Um, so the guest is no other than the CEO of DFE Records slash Music slash Entertainment slash all of the above, and he's going to talk a little bit. About to us about what the fuck is going on, what he's doing currently, and I'll let him give his introduction to let you know who he is. So, guest, our very own Emmett Dub, what's going on, brother? How are you? What's up, man? What's good? What's good? So, who the fuck are you? These people are like, who the fuck is Emmett Dub? Who? Just give us a quick background of who you are. Former No Limit Soldier, 94 to 2000. Uh, just a promoter, a record label owner, entrepreneur, trying to get rid of all this garbage music, trying to keep from laughing, but y'all talking about them dirty panties and shit. Because <laughs> you know Rich Homie Quan and Tug going to buy them. Oh. <laughs> all that fake music wearing that shit up in their videos. Well, I don't wear no draws, so I don't have that problem. But I'm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my, hey, you're my motherfucker. Goddamn. 
<laughs> but no, we 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 just trying to bring back real music for 2015. Tired of getting turned on the radio and hearing that shmoney shit, and I just I don't even understand the words these people be saying. Unbelievable. Now, Mr. Dove, I was so so happy to actually have you in my circle, and it's just a blessing to to just meet someone that actually has done some of the things that you've done. Um, a lot of people don't know. They're probably like, well, why the fuck is he talking about him when we have somebody else on the phone? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about you. So a little bit about you is you are the owner of DFE Music, and you actually have sponsored the shows all the way through March of next year. So definitely want to give you some love and shout-outs and accolades for that because for the next couple of months, we're going to be hearing your artists and the people that you're promoting on your new mixtape. So could you tell us a little bit about this mixtape and the type of people that we can expect to hear if you or if they haven't already downloaded the mixtape? You know, I got my copy. I got my copy before it was dropped, but, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> which, which one are you talking about, though? you talking about the one that just dropped, 999 grams, or you talking about Coke Season, which comes out next week? Oh shit! That's why the fuck they was talking about that the coke season. Okay, so no, we're talking about the oh, nine, money nine, never sleeps, nine. which drops the same time as the ball, or no limits greatest hits, which comes out the week after. So you doing too much? You ain't telling me all this shit. We talking about the nine nine nine. Oh okay. Well, see that that see the whole concept I came up with that is all right. Well, you know a thousand grams a kilo, right? Well. With our music, mm-hmm. it's 999 grams because you need one more. Like, you know, one, one more copy. You're going to have to keep cop, you know, keep copying our music. You need one more to come out. Just got to uh-huh. do one more song, one more hit, one more fix. Okay. But the kind of artists you're going to expect to hear, they're real artists. You know, I, I don't try to sign fake people. I don't. I don't like writing music for people no more. That includes people like uh, Percy Miller. No, no. Can't say what I wrote for him, but I will not write for him ever again. Um, real, real artists that talk about, you know, real stuff in life that's going on right now. We ain't talking about something like some dude talking about all he do is cash out and shmoney this and shmurder that. All these fake ass people. Mm. So the guest that you actually have on the air tonight is the hire. Could you tell us a little bit about these people? Where the fuck you get these people from? No disrespect to the uh, artist. Well, uh, this is just how we talk. Yes, yes. Pay me no attention. You can smack me up when you get on the air. Okay. You might well, I mean, I was just um, learning the social media stuff because, you know, I did 127 months in Rikers and Sing Sing and, uh, so I don't know much about social media, and I'm trying to get my name back out there. And mm-hmm. they from Charlotte, North Carolina. And so, you know, I just, uh, they tweeted me a couple of times and tweeted me some of their music. And then okay. kept talking, and I we had a showcase up in New York, in Queens. Shout out to Queens, all my homies from there. Um, I got them, talked to them. We, I went and picked them up in Charlotte. We drove all the way up to New York. Still in New York, and uh, basically gave them an offer, and they gave me an offer they wanted, and we working it out for 2015. They're two really smart people. The um, 
the crowd actually liked them better in Queens. If you hadn't noticed, if you go to New York, most New York artists are trying to do Southern music. And so it was like, you know, what the fuck? And they got up there and rocked the stage. And I was like, yeah, well, these are some people I can work with. And, you know, pretty intellectual. Do the same kind of thing. So I offered them a deal. And glad to have them. You'll be hearing a lot more from them because they just finished... uh, from Maxima Studios recording the new album about to drop, Teal and Purple. Then wait a minute, wait a minute now. You gotta let them talk about what they want to talk about. I just told you to give a brief introduction and you start talking about what they gonna talk about. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> All right. So when well, you got I'm from I'm from Bedside, Brooklyn, bro. I, I just I don't know what the hell to talk to say. <laughs> I, I can tell you where to, you know, go cop some crack or something, but like, I don't know what you really want to know. <laughs> okay. So, so all you people that are unmuted at the moment, please mute your phone. Um, other than the host and the producer, please mute your phone because we're about to bring on the guest of the evening. The guest of the evening, the higher I assume you are two together and you're doing whatever you do. What's up out there? What's up, bro? What's up? What? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, shit. Energy. <laughs> How are you? How are you? We're chilling. We're chilling. How y'all doing? We're, We're pretty good. good. Pretty good. Going on. Yeah, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we want to uh, go ahead and let you introduce yourself to us so that the people out there, they'll know who you are, where you come from, things of that nature. Don't get too much in your business because we got some questions for you. We so, got questions. Um, go ahead for it. All right. Uh, well, I'll start. Uh, my name is Timeless, uh, 23-year-old uh, rapper, kind of sort of guy, uh, Southside Charlotte 704. Uh, and then this right here is uh, I'm Kyrie. You know, I'm the I'm, I'm the tall guy in the group. Nah, but you know what I'm saying? We just two dudes from Charlotte. Been doing this for seven years, going on eight years now. And just really, really happy to be here. This is a really crazy show. We've been laughing since we've been out here. And you know what I'm saying? We just kicking it. Well, well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Miss Vanilla Sky, you know, she loves to talk to our artists. But before I do that, I'm, I'm looking at these pictures, and when you just said you're the really tall guy, uh, first of all, all I see is two dudes sitting up on a couch with an ashtray, and then they got the blunt right there, and then I got shoes on the coffee table and shoes under the coffee table. That's some, some lounging shit going on right there. And I'm just like, okay, well, who the fuck is who now? So let's start the fuck over. So you know which picture we're talking about. So the person that has his feet. Go ahead. All right, so if you look to your, if you look to your left, you will see uh, a, a black guy. Uh, that's Quan. That's Kyrie. That's him. He's tall. And then if you look to your right, you will see one smooth motherfucker right there. That's me. Uh, oh, my name is Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we got two smooth motherfuckers, one tall, linky ass nigga. Okay, we got you. Okay, all right. So, 
I'm going to take a break off this mic, and I'm going to let Miss Vanilla Sky do her damn thing. Miss Vanilla Sky, go ahead. Take Talk it over, bro. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started, um, I actually I actually wanted to play something for everybody because I really want to get your take on this song. And it, Mike Dees brought it up earlier. It's called Be Free by J. Cole. I don't know if you all saw the performance on Letterman, but it was pretty deep. And I'm going to go ahead and play it, and then I want to get our guest opinion on the song. So everyone mute your phone, please. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest very popular rapper whose new album is in stores this week. It's entitled 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Hey, wait a minute. That's my house. My eyes. Please welcome back Jay Cole, everybody. Early, I turn on the TV and don't see no brothers with degrees lately. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Fermerlo Show here on Blog Talk Radio, where we're having a conversation with the higher. So, Miss Vanilla Sky, so I think you had a question for our guest that you wanted to speak about. What's up? I just wanted to know their take on that and everything that's going on in the world. What What is your take on that, and how do you how do you plan to use your music for the positive in the world? Hey, right. um, it's kind of funny. I had a feeling this question was coming, but um, so like the way I can I can really only speak for myself. Um, it's not really a it's this whole like racial divide thing. It's that's hey, I don't know. It's like it's, you you can see it coming a mile away when when Obama became a legitimate candidate for presidency. Like it's it's a bigger picture. Like this whole, like, racial segregation, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, it it really does not matter. Like, black, white, it's not, like, especially with this whole cop thing where, like, cops, it's not cops are murdering black people. It's, like, cops are murdering people, like, people. But people always want to throw race in there. Like, yeah, race is how you describe somebody, but race is not what that person is. So it's, like, people, every, when black people protest, people assume that black people are protesting for black people. When we're not protesting for black people, like, it's just, you know, for for human rights in general. But, you know, everyone has mm-hmm. their own opinion. You know, it's just, it is what it is, really. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I can, for me, I can really basically agree with everything. It's like, you, it's always, whenever there's a situation, everybody always wants to pull the race card. And, like, that's the easiest crutch to fall on. Oh, well, he was black. Oh, well. But I think it's time for us as people to really, the only the only reason why it's a problem is because we make it a problem. As soon as we realize that we right. gotta move on and spend more time actually fixing the problem instead of complaining about the problem, then we'll actually fix the problem. That's basically what we gotta do as people. If people really need to just open up open up their mind. Like and stop being so so one so one sided in things. Like if you think about it, I mean like I was born in the nineties. When I was growing up I can honestly say I didn't see race. Like I I was just a person. But then a couple of weeks ago when my job, this lady came in, and she was like, yeah, I used to teach at the school you, uh, you taught at. It was, it was predominantly white school, predominantly black schools. She was a white lady. And then she was like, yeah, I don't I don't work there anymore. Uh, I don't have to deal with you guys anymore. And then I was like, what do you mean by you guys? You guys. Like, no. Wait a but, yeah, damn like, minute, exactly, but, No, 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 no. <laughs> but you see, but that, that's, a, that's the problem, though. That's the problem. When she said it, she wasn't talking about you guys as in being derogatory. She was just talking about you guys because I went to that school. She doesn't have to be at that school anymore. It's the way that we think. The way we think, we automatically take things offensive. But I had to actually take a step back. I had to correct myself, and I was like, wait a minute. Why did I take that offensive? Because five years ago, I wouldn't have. And I was like, what's the one thing that's changed in myself is really what's being taught to you is what, what, you, what you're being force-fed through the media. Like, you can't rely on one source of information. Like, you have to get your information from different places. If not, you're only going to be fed one side of the story. Like, if you look at the Ferguson riots, the riots was, like, 1% of the population. 
But the only thing they showed was the riots. They didn't want to show the people that were peacefully protesting because that wouldn't right. incite America. That's that's not what's going to feed them and get them money. That's all this shit is about. It's about money. Well, well, we got we got some people that's on the Twitter right now that's saying that they disagree. I don't know why they disagree with what you're just saying, but we're going to get to them in a second. But I want to ask you a question. Um, but before I ask that question, uh, Mr. Mike Dees, uh, what did your comments on that based on what you just heard? I mean, that's the PC answer, and it's all cool, but you can't deny the race plays apart in certain things. It's not a crutch, but I see the way the police treat me, and that doesn't come from what happened in Ferguson. That comes from me having guns pulled on me for walking down the street minding my own business. You see what I'm saying? There's a real idea about the way that society sees us, right? And it's PC to say Mm -hmm. everybody's equal. Shit happens to black folks, and nobody gets punished for it. The same shit that happens Mm -hmm. to a white person, somebody's going to get in trouble, right? Mm -hmm. So... The real change comes when not just black folks see it, when white folks admit that there's white privilege and there's shit that happens that wouldn't happen to them, at least not the same way and have the same outcome. You see what I'm saying? So us protesting to the end of us protesting is not the only thing. You've got to have white folks out there, you see what I'm saying, brothers and sisters just like us, who are willing to say, yeah, there's white privilege, there's things we need to change in our society. Because if you look at the way we view the whole world, if you, if you think about welfare mothers and, like, convicts and shit like that, the face is a black person, when all actuality, there's more white folks doing that kind of shit than there are black folks doing it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's the way that you mm-hmm. perceive it. So I get what you're saying, but until America wakes up and sees that this is wrong, everybody should be treated equally, ain't nobody going to be treated equally. That's all I got to mm-hmm. tell you. Oh yeah, definitely, bro. I mean, we 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 agree with that a hundred percent. Like, it's a lot of things that like are really being told to us as as people. You know, like it's a lot. It's a lot of facts. I'm trying to pull up this this table that I found a couple of days. Actually, I'm about to pull it up right now because it's actually it's the it's the FBI table and it, and it breaks down. You know, like murders and all you know violent crimes and all this stuff, and it breaks it down based on uh, race, age, sex. And it's very surprising the shit that you find in there. I'm trying to find it right quick. But, yeah, we yeah, definitely, I, like I said. I mean, I, I read stuff like that, but even to those numbers, the people reported that are shot by the police, those numbers are only reported by the police departments. If the police view it as justifiable, it's not entered into the FBI data. So nobody really knows how many people, black, white, Mexican, whatever, get shot by the police every year. Yeah, nobody well, has yeah, the real yeah, number. Yeah, this, mm-hmm. one, this one isn't really. This one isn't really about police. It's more about like what you were saying, like until white people realize that it's like what what you're being seen. Like, well, let me let me slow down. What you're saying and then what we say is kind of the same. It's really like the same thing. You know, we're really just saying it from two different two different aspects. Like, as soon as as soon as white people realize that there is a such thing as white privilege and the way that they're treated is totally different than the way that we're treated, then we'll be able to come together. And that's why we're like we need to stop protest. We need to just protest human rights. Because it, it should not be a matter of color. Like, everybody needs to realize, like, yo, like, we're all one people. That, that part right there is the same thing as you saying white people need to realize they have white privilege. Because this, this, this is the shit that really got me. If you look at hey, in 2013, white people, there was 3,005 murders, right? 2,500 of those murders was white on white, right? Mm. Black people, they, everywhere. Black people, we had 2,491 murders. 
2,245 of those were black on black. They had more white and white murders than we had murders in general. But that's not what's being told to America. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's on the FBI website right there. Like, that's facts. But, like they say, if you put it in the book, niggas won't read it. Like, that's true. Like, this is the truth right here. Like, they, you can't, like I said, we said earlier, you can't be, people have to realize that they can't just rely on one source of information. Like, you have to go and do some digging by yourself, like, for yourself. Niggas not niggas. Okay. Like, I'll like this on that too. Well, look, I got, I got well, hold on, wait, on wait, 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 wait. Go ahead, Emmett. Well, I know being um, born in Sicily and uh, raised in Bedford Stuyvesant, Brooklyn, um, I'm colorblind. So the beauty of being colorblind is I don't know what black or white looks like. But I can mm-hmm. tell you there's no white privilege and you come from the poor section. I've been beat by the beat by the NYPD. I get treated worse than mm. most people. You can ask the guest on there. We went to New York together. I, I, I guess it's just the way I look. I don't know, but uh, you know FBI, what it stands for, forever bothering Italians. Wow. But I mean, I I don't really I don't yeah it's a. Hey, that's what they do. They got me on some IRS crap right now. But uh, besides that, I don't look at people and see color. If uh-huh. I don't see you in person, I, I really I don't know what color you is. You gray to me. Well, <laughs> so gray. I'm gray, Emmett. Really gray. Uh, really. I mean, no, honestly, yeah, that's what you, that's what you look like to me. Gray. I don't I don't I don't know what white or black he's is. He's telling you ashy Merlo, that's what he's telling no. me. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that part but nobody wants to admit there are parts of America where it's nothing but oh white power, but there's parts of America where it's black power and then there's parts of America where everybody's happy, happy, joy, joy and gets along. Nobody's gonna tell y'all that. Nah, but I think the point that me and the little young brother was trying to say is that it's the system. You see what I'm saying? Like, I could be, I could not see color all day, but if the system treats everyone that way and that's the standard the system sets, the system needs to be reset. And exactly. nothing's going to change until the system is reset. We don't realize that we, we're the people with the power. Like, niggas are so, they'll, they'll nitpick to the left and to the right of them, but not be doing anything themselves. And it's like, you can't talk shit about me when I'm out here trying to do something if you send in your ass. You know, and then you get mad when the person, like, when shit don't go your way. It's like, but you ain't even trying to do nothing, though. Like, you can't you can't get mad at that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be mad that you lost the game and you didn't pick up the stick. Like, you didn't play. <laughs> well, you know? All right, let, me, wait, wait, let wait, me say oh, this. Wait, wait. Hurry up, because people want to hear the artist's music. on. The right, show. I want to hear them. So. I, but I was just going to say, speaking as the white person on the show, I will definitely oh. say that there is white privilege. And I see it. My children are mixed, so I see a lot of things that go on. And actually, last week we had, was it last week or the week before? I don't know. But we had a little bit of a talk about last that. Week. So and the week before. Yeah. I see it. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're all going to take a quick break. Please put... We're going to hear some of the music. This one is called <laughs> FWYS Mutual Phones. Here we go. Thank you. 
Cause it's a mess Action my bow so I'm rolling the cat Too much that close if you gon' need a fan Passing my fall like my first name was camp Smoking the joint when you're more than a gram Looking up all the record on the ramp Look at my papers like that was some stamps The smoking was falling, I'm kept the brand uh, It's TV, my nigga, you already know Rolling with papers and never than radio Looking so sick as he's smoking your cereal Smoking some green, make you feel like you radio Oh, Chicken shit, chicken shit, chicken shit, what can you small? I don't want none of that shit when you do not know. Raise the bubblegum star. Raise the bubblegum star. Raise the bubblegum star. Pull up the broom, grab a lot of those stars. Smoked out by a nigga like me. I can roll a joint or I can put it in a piece. Everything I smoke is coming right from Cali. Get the bitch dumb high like the whole IT. Fuck you smoking on, nigga. It ain't loud, dog. Fuck you smoking on, nigga. It ain't loud, dog. Fuck you smoking on, nigga. It ain't loud, dog. trying to roll up something else right about now. But uh that's my personal Thank business. You fuck all you bitches that don't mm-hmm. like it. I don't give a flying fuck. Yes, we love the <laughs> motherfucking flying chicken bitch. <laughs> so uh to the higher. Now this one is called F W Y S. What does that stand for? 
stands for, fuck what you say. <sighs> Didn't I just much. say that? that, that, that <laughs> we were, what would you say? <laughs> we, we was chilling one day. Uh, one of our producers hit us up and sent us some beat, and we put it on. And we was like, yo, this is that thing you put on, and you just like, yo, fuck what you saying. Um, I'm about to chill. You know what I'm saying? Roll me up one, and uh, fuck what you saying. Okay. No now, no we see. Now, let me ask you this. So, when you submitted this track to DFE, um, what was what would what kind of response did you think that they would say? Can I say this? Okay. So, I'll be honest. Yo, so, like, all right. So, we, like, just sent this link out to, like, everybody, right? So, like, when Emmett, when he, re- when he replied, I was like, I, okay. And then he would call me, and then, you know, we had a conversation, and then I was just like, I, okay, whatever. And he was like, I got this show in New York, and he was like, okay, how we going to get there, bro? And he was like, I'll come get you. And then we were just like, yo, it will be real. It's just like, he's coming here, so he's coming here, And then he came, like, he, he was like, I'm be there at midnight. Midnight came. He went there. It was like, man, this old flaking ass nigga, man. And then he was, calling, he was like, yo, I'm going to be there at noon. And then noon came. He wasn't there. It was like, man, I knew this shit was too real. Shit, yeah. That motherfucker <laughs> pulled up at like 4 o'clock. He <laughs> was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Y'all riding out like pimps and style and shit. You be like, oh, it was worth it, motherfucking wait, didn't you? <laughs> exactly. It was like, oh, shit. That's what the fuck we're talking about. So let me ask you this. So how do you feel about being on the the mixtape now? Now, after all of this has transpired and everything that you've been through, now that you're on this mixtape, tell us, what are your true thoughts? I don't even like, oh, well, I gotta speak for myself. Like, everything, like, really hasn't even, uh, like, He about really to lie, y'all. He about to lie. Yeah, he about to lie. Go ahead. like, really hasn't set in yet. Like, I still, like, live my everyday life. And it's just weird. Like, mm-hmm. just, like he done told us, like, this, like we had the number one song in Paris. Like, that's just fucking weird. Like, when he told me, when Quan told me. France. <laughs> like, what the fuck? national motherfuckers. What? Exactly. Go ahead. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I did on the inside. On the outside, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it really hasn't set in. Like, I'm still, like, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it shock, like, shock, but I don't know. Like, I just went <laughs> 2015. Come on, like, oh, god damn. God damn. <laughs> that's so, like, good. Go so, so, so. So what are your endeavors and hopes and gaining from this experience with working with them? Do you feel that this is definitely a stepping stone? Do you think this is going to take you higher in your career? Tell us what's really real. Man, since, since day one, since Emmett's been, uh, been been showing us through everything that he knows and giving us everything that we need from day one that we met him, so, I mean, this is definitely an opportunity that we just thank God that we kind of fall in our lap. Um, anything we need, we call him up. He got us. 
and we just hoping that from this that we able to get our music out to any and everybody who willing to listen to us and know that like we stand for just bringing bringing it all together and just you know representing and and, and staying strong for your family and just staying strong for what you want to do. That's what we want to do. Okay. Get our music out to everybody who willing to listen. Okay. Now, I do know a little bit of background history about you two because me and Emmett have spoken a couple of times, and he actually salutes you guys, and and from what he says, you guys are just, you're just intellectual individuals, and it actually amazes me because we have a lot of guests on our show, and some of the times, you know, they aren't able to have an intelligent conversation or articulate their words and stuff like that, but tonight, you guys have shown something that we haven't seen in a very long time and it's just interesting that you are actually on the turn up show ending the 2014 season for us and you guys are just good it's just it's just uh, it's just amazing so let me ask you this so what made you think or what part of your life did you say music is something that I wanted to do all right <laughs> all right so I'm actually really glad you asked this question because I've been actually thinking about this question myself. Like, I, I've really been doing, like, a lot of self-reflecting. I thought about, like, when, when when did I first fall in love with music? And I just keep going back in my life. And I think about, like, music has always been a part of my life. Like, I ne- I, I liked football when I was little, but I didn't really play. I, mean, I didn't really, like, delve into it. I played sports. I played sports all the time. But I started thinking about the thing that, that, that I cared more about was the game that I was listening to, me, uh, the song that I was listening to before a game or, like, the song that got me hyped, you know what I'm saying, to run this, to run this race. So, like, the music was way more important. I played piano. I played trumpet. I played baritone. I was in the choir. Like, I always was just around music. So, like, when I I really I saw my brother's rhyme book, and that's really what inspired me to rhyme. And ever since then, like, I could never find nobody that, 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 that really spit like me. And then I, I saw Quan was rapping. We was in um, – I was in the 11th grade. He was a senior. We was in Mr. Weaver's psychology class. And uh, <laughs> Kevin is out really of the rap. Yeah, exactly. Really? Really. This is how really it is. Like, him and this other dude started rapping, and I was in a class, and then response to his verse, and I was just like, by golly, Lord, I think I found him. And then from there, we just started just wrecking it. You know what I'm saying? We just developed. I, it was always a battle between me and him. And so, like, that's just how our hmm. music really just got to to get to, to the point where it's at now. Like, it's just retarded. Okay. Now, when you just said uh, it was a battle between you and him, so a lot of people mm-hmm. could take that in a couple of ways in this industry. You know, you're battling against each other, but you're still yet one group. So now who decides on what we're going to do, what we're going to sing, who writes the music, who who puts this shit together it really doesn't even matter who puts it together. It's like, how well do you guys mesh together? I mean, we know that every group has their struggles and things that they go through, but what really keeps y'all together? I mean, I think the I think the number one thing that keeps us together is that the fact that me and him are so alike. Like we're 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 friends before we're actually group mates. You know what I'm saying? And and I, I know that when, when it's time for us to put the music on and it's time for us to figure everything out, it's like a ritual. We play the beat a few times. I'll start mumbling something to my head. It's probably the exact same thing that he was thinking. And then I'll say, okay, well, on this part right here, maybe we should do something crazy right here. And he'll be thinking the exact same thing. And then we go in there, we lay our verses down. He'll tell me, hey, you need to go back in there and do that again. And I'll probably be thinking the same thing. 
<laughs> and I'll go tell him, hey, man, you need to make sure you say that word harder. And he'll be like, yeah, I, I felt it. You're right. I need to go in there and do it. And that's really where the battle comes in. Like, we really make sure that when whenever I come in and I do my verse, I'm saying, yo, my verse has got to be better than his. Like, I will not lose on this track. Because <laughs> I know that when he gets in the booth, he's going to be thinking, I have got to win because I'm not going to let my verse be wet. It's like, it's kind of like, sometimes, like, if we disagree, like, it's not really, like, to us, like, it's not really a big deal. Like, fuck what you say? Like, we made that shit, like, one, like, we made it, like, we was high as fuck, and we made it in our, in, like, our, in our, in our, in our closet, in our apartment. <laughs> and, like, it's, like, it's, it wasn't something that we planned, like, it, honestly, like, we didn't expect to be doing a radio interview this long, like, it, we really expected it to be more like this guy or something. But, uh, like, okay. it kind of got to this point where, like, it kind of was starting to blow up, like, it's not really popular, really, but, like, whatever. Okay. But, um, like, when we have it, when we have a disagreement, it's not really that big of a deal, like, we just, we make the music, like. Okay. Now, um, we're coming down to a tail end of a show, so I want to do a couple of things before we do go any further. We have Mr. Leroy Brown of D-City Entertainment on the line tonight. Mr. Leroy Brown, what's up? Say what's good. Give some what what's of what happened. Yo. That's all I got to say. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we all know I done, I done got twisted <laughs> listening to the show. But, hey, man, man, keep on doing what you're doing, man. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Man, man, or man, man. Come on, now. It's more than just what? I said, I said, I said, man, man, because I forgot your name. Hello. Continue to you. do what you do. You all right, Leroy? Uh-huh. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gracious! He need to go back and listen to him. So he's on a hot ass mess. Yes, I need to turn up too. <laughs> All right. So we got Mister Yadig on the line as well. Yeah, Mister yeah. Yadig, what's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, yeah. What's up, y'all? What's good? Hey, I got what's a question good? for the audience though. I've I been oh. listening to y'all. You know what I'm saying? I heard y'all answer the questions. I got a question I ask you. If, right, what's if, up, you feel so, if you feel so strongly about your views, if you rap about what you're really thinking and how you feel, do you think that's going to hurt your brand and people not going to listen to you in the, in that in that light? No. no I, would, I, would hope that, I would hope that when people listen to us, they just respect us that we're, we're real and we're honest with ourselves. And we have to be honest, you know, with, with anything that we do, we put 100% of ourselves into it. And I would just hope that people would respect that. Like one thing that I would like, one thing that I really don't like. Well, I'm not saying that you're doing, but like I would, I would encourage everybody who's just heard "fuck what you say" to go to our Twitter and then we're about to, I will tweet. We, we released all of our music from 2014. It's called hashtag Mannequin Pity. Now that you will actually be able to understand who we are as people, and we really don't don't judge us uh, off one song. Like when you you be we you be able to actually hear our story, see where we came from. Like we dropped two tapes this year. And you go ahead. You have all the all the songs that we that we did that we some that we did release. Everything that we did in 2014 is online. Like I said, we'll tweet the link that we all can get that shit. Y'all can actually figure out who the higher is. So when y'all the 2015 comes, y'all niggas be ready. Uh, shit now. All right. So we are definitely at the end of the show. Um, everybody that's on the line right now, we're gonna hang on for a brief. Very brief after show, and then you know whatever. But no p- new callers will be able to call in. Sorry, you missed the turn up. <laughs> All right, 
So uh, as we're ending the segment, but please remain on the line because I have just a couple of more questions for the guests of the evening. Uh, we're going to hear their quick song called Mirrors. Thank you. I know you got something to say. Stop blowing my damn phone. He always got something to say. 
I'm about to say chaos. I always got something to say. <laughs> no, I'm good. No. What? what you got to say? I thought you had all this shit to say tonight. Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm in another place right Boring. now. Boring. He's fired. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening to y'all, man. I'm good. So fired. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Let me mute myself. All right. Everybody's speechless. What? I said everybody's speechless. I got a question. No, more like a statement. A statement, okay. Statement, good. I mean, I guess if you're an artist, right, your music would change with whatever you're going through. So maybe... It was just another. No, that's there. true. That's that's fact. That's true. Yeah, that's true right yeah. there. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Cause uh, I got signed with No Limit in '94, and we we changed a whole lot. It just you know, when you're going through something bad in life, that's what you're gonna be writing, unless right. you're paid to write something else. Like they want you to write a club song or something. Mm. I mean, look how many no. artists have made it famous for, like, all these breakup songs. They break up with somebody, and the whole CD is about breaking up. That's because I mean, everybody knows how that shit feels. <laughs> always gonna I, got, I got a question for my man right there. I, I don't know your dub, right? Yeah. I got a question to ask you. Have you ever sacrificed your music for what the label wanted? Mm. No. No, I actually got fired from No Lemon and the Rough Riders for that. I will not oh, write or I will not sell myself out. I do street music. I was born in Sicily. We moved to America in 83 and then raised in bed Brooklyn, South Williamsburg. And I got signed with uh, Percy Miller, Master P, No Limit. And... um. All done in street music, you know. I moved to Ninth Ward, Louisiana, New Orleans, and I I just wrote my life. I mean, basically, uh, you know, it's not I didn't do the best stuff growing up, but um, now they wanted me to write a whole bunch of things, and I got fired from two labels because I ain't about to do it. I, I just if if it ain't something I've ever did, I, how can I write it and make it feel true to somebody listening to it? Like if I ain't in the club doing some shimani or something, I, I don't know nothing about that. So I'm all right. It, you know, I know how it is out on the corner. You know, you know, doing stuff like that. So that's what I wrote about, and that's what we sung, and you know, that's what we had hits in the '90s. But nobody really wants to listen to that no more. We just trying to bring it back, but never sell out. But I'm pretty sure. I mean, you've grown up now, so you was in the street. So you wrote about street music. I don't know if you got children or not. So do you, if you write right now, do you feel yourself going away from the street music and going to more mature uh, subjects and topics right now? To be honest, um, I, I just write stuff for myself. I'm basically, I'm trying to bring back like, like all my mixtapes are a mix of people that was signed in the, you know, 90s, 2000s, maybe got released, trying to bring them back, and then I get the younger generation and try to mix them together to have a good mix that everybody can feel. But 
I I just I, I don't really really feel right no more because I mean to be honest, when you own a label, it's kind of hectic. You got so many. You know, I've got 24 artists. I got to make sure they eat. Mm. I got to make sure that they got studio. Got to make sure you know whatever they need, they got to call and have, and. It's really hectic. I mean, what I'm gonna write? You know, it, it'd just be a song about. Well, I spent some money at the studio today, and then <laughs> had to, you know, mail the computer. And... <laughs> Dude, I got I'm you. sorry. I'm sorry. I had to say it because so many people. It's like even when doing social media and stuff like that, you you talk to the bed pool, and you're like, okay, so we're investing our time in you. What are you going to invest in yourself? And oh, it's just go. like when you start talk. Wait, 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 wait. You start talking about people promoting themselves. You know, people forget about you have to promote yourself, and even to get to the to be up there per se outside of the underground is what they call it. And it's just like you have to promote yourself. And if people don't see your promoting of yourself, they're not going to promote you. And so then you're like, well, let me get a couple of dollars. Just give me a couple of dollars to do this for you. You know, I don't even like your shit, but I'm going to promote you anyway. So this is what we're going to do. Give me a couple of dollars to show that you are, you know, you're diligent in what you're doing. And then you say, no, 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 it's free. Okay, well, tell the motherfucker that's producing your music. Tell the person (laughs) at the studio, dude, I need you to do this for free. You know, they don't understand free. And so I just tied that in because, Emmett, you know, you are investing in these artists. And like you just said, you know, you're putting up your time, your money with your company that you could be doing something else. But you're doing this for them. So people that are taking free promotion, mixtapes, whatever you're doing, you're taking it for free. No. You know, people are believing in you, and you need to believe in yourself. So that's all I got to say on that, and we're going to go ahead and end this. But I want to give a special shout-out to the guest caller that is in 6532. We see you, we see you, and, yes, you too, numero uno. You are always hanging out. You find us. We don't even have goddamn shows. Your ass is in the conference. Hey, there we go. So we're just gonna go do a quick round the horn until um, Mr. Uh, let me see, uh, Mike D's. Go ahead and wait. No, we're gonna do the guest first. Uh, Leroy Brown, go ahead and do your closing shoutouts real quick. That's not the guest, but, but go ahead. The guest up, but Leroy Brown, shut up. He's still a guest. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to the power circle and shout out to all the guests that came on today. Sound like you shitting. Go ahead. All right. Mr. You dig? Go ahead. Do your thing, son. Hey, man, look. There's going to be a march in Southeast D.C. tomorrow. Justice for everybody. They're marching down the whole Martin Luther King Avenue in Southeast D.C. They're going to be everywhere. Justice for everybody, man. You dig? Just saying. Gia! All right. Mr. Mike Dees, go ahead and do your damn thing, sir. Uh, I'd just like to tell everybody, my, my mixtape on cupcakes and sandwiches is about to drop because I'm just going to rap about what I do. Wow. I eat, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shit. I ain't shit, but for real. Fuck all y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right. <laughs> Mr. Uh... <laughs> 
Go ahead, do your thing, sir. Go ahead, give your quick shout outs and closing remarks. Who are you talking to? Oh. Oh, Who's talking to? The dove. Oh, you talking to me, bro? Always one person. Yes. (laughs) My shout out. Yes. (laughs) Hurry up. All right. All right. I'm going to give a whole shout out to everybody on DSU Music, the higher sales 360 official, No Limit Forever, Deuce D, Easy Money, Brooklyn for Life, Bed Stuy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped off. Damn it, Nim. All right. What? Somebody unmute. Somebody, somebody hey. unmute chaos. Unmute chaos real quick. Can y'all can. hear me? Yes. Oh, no, nah, I just like to uh, give a uh, special shout out because I forgot her, man. The sourdough, man. Shout out, man. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? She wanted them nuts earlier, so. I got to give her a shout out, man. She get all the nuts she want. So, oh. yeah, we all here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This ain't the end of that one. Oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, this has been definitely the best after show ever. Thank you all. I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Mr. Do Bipolar, do the damn thing, sir. Oh, it's my turn? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I was joking that time, for real. But mm-hmm. I did want to say thank, I guess, for calling in today. I wanted to thank all of our listeners, all of our callers, and everybody that's on the call tonight. And I want to say good night. That's it. Good night, Miss Vanilla Wafer, baby. Go ahead, Vanilla Sky. Yeah, shout out to everybody that called in and our guests and Emmett Dove and everybody that just does a show every week. Thanks for hanging in there and see you in 2015, I guess, right? This is it. That's what's up. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Femurillo Show here on Blog Talk Radio. We had a conversation with... The higher. Yes, the higher. And it's definitely been a turn up show. We had some people from the power circle call in. Yes, turn up, salute to the power circle. Turn up to salute to YNTO gang out of New York. What's up, baby? It's Miss V. Wet. Yes, girl, you know who you are. All right. So until next time, everybody, uh, make sure you do more than dream a dream. Live it and happy holidays, everybody. Have a good night.
to you, numero uno. At the end of this year, we thank you. We appreciate every last one of you for tuning in this season on the Fermerlo Show. And to all, have a happy new year. And to all, a good night. Peace.